Merry Christmas! Welcome to Revolution Cry Radio. We are so happy you are listening. We have a great show for you. Awesome music, engaging conversations, and an inspiring and thought-provoking nativity message from Kristen Yarbrough. We pray you have a blessed and joyful Christmas holiday. May the celebration of the birth of our King, Lord, and Savior fill your heart with peace and love. Enjoy the show and the most wonderful time of the year. Welcome to Revolution Cry Radio with Felix and Ish. I'm Felix. And I'm Ish. And we're very happy to be here with you on episode number 35. 35. That's right. You still remember the numbers. I, I Well, I learned to count very young. I think I was like five when I learned how to count. And I think. three plus five is eight. Hopefully I haven't forgotten. <laughs> the infinity number eight. Number eight. Well, no, sorry. 34. See, now we went back to the to the old episode number 35. Yes, 35. We're number 35, dear brother. That's right. And this will be our special Christmas episode. Christmas episode. Super. All right. Well, before we get started, let's share a verse in very apropos for Christmas from Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 6. It says, For to us... A child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Awesome verse. A reminder that Jesus is king. He is sovereign. He reigns. And I think that's very comforting to give us hope in this season. I think we've discussed in several episodes how the world is strangely lacking in hope, full of fear. But we meet the world in its lack of hope through perfect love that casts out all fear. And so it's a great season. I believe it's time we end this year with a bang of celebration. What do you think, dear brother? And we'll include fri fireworks, right? Fireworks, indeed. Yes. <laughs> you know me, I, I like lighting fires. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite verses. I love it that it's also one of my favorite uh, musical compositions, Handel's Messiah. Oh. And it's just a great reminder. And for those that are afraid or concerned about how things are looking to them, that maybe the world does not look right, Let's go back to the scriptures and they remind us that God is in control, that there is a promise of redemption, a promise of freedom, 
and uh, love all around. Preach, brother. Indeed. And I'm encouraged by the possibility of where 2022 will go. You know, there's a lot of exciting things happen. You know, we spoke about cryptocurrencies uh, at our last episode. Uh, we spoke about perhaps a business is rising, meeting the needs of those that are in need. I think uh, charity is rising. Uh, there's definitely a different atmosphere out there. I see people having more camaraderie. I see um, less condemnation. I, Maybe I'm seeing the wrong uh, perspective that others see because, I mean, I see both. I see people with hope. I see negativity. Like, what do you, what do you think? Like, I feel like I'm in the middle. What am I trying to So what do you think, dear brother? Am I being too optimistic? Am I seeing things with these rose-colored glasses? December in general and from Thanksgiving onward, it's a very special time of the year for me. Many things come together this time of the year. Thanksgiving, I love the holiday. I love what it is about. Then comes my wife's birthday, which we celebrated last weekend. Awesome. And uh, of course, now we're looking forward to, uh, to Christmas. So this time of the year, I'm already on a, on a high of so many things that I'm celebrating and that I'm thankful for. Preach, brother. But I think I also see that on other people. I don't know if it's just my perception, but the most wonderful time of the year, as that song says... I think many people do reflect it and they're also in a better mood than, than usual. Maybe looking forward to the gifts. Who knows? Well, I'm in a much better mood just now. Thank you so much, brother. I'm much happier just hearing all that. Jesus is king. Dance, prince, fix, cop, cute, I was snacking on some Christmas goodies, you know, and I forget pudding. Store bought expensive cookies. Then my mama said, listen, buddy, I know how to tell you this, but you old enough to hear it. The reason for your elvishness is the man that calls all that criminal spirit. Said Santa's your biological father. Don't believe me, I speak to comedy, Donna. Where you think you got your mystical powers from? You say Nicholas is magic, son. It's too cold in the North Pole, so I told him leave and I hold it down here where it don't snow. But we still talk every day. He's the reason in the eighth grade I let you get cornrows. Swinging a miss, Kringle the Chris, the king of Christmas evenings to get lit when he get a kiss. And you check the most recent list to find you been bad, but on Christmas you still get the greasiest gifts. Thanks, Dad. Santa, you are the father. Santa, you are, you are the father. Santa, you are the father. Santa, you are, you are the father. Santa, you are the father. Santa, you are, you are the father. Santa, you are the father. Santa, you are. When I walk, it sound like sleigh bells. Had a full-grown beard at age 12. Got a full security detail. Made a two reindeers and eight elves. Best invite me to your party, that's right. I tell my dad if you're naughty and nice. I live with my dad and he live in the Arctic. So why do you think that I got on this ice? That sleigh B, Mercedes, that soup B, so Gucci. That Bell B, Givenchy, that gift sack, that's Louis. I spent two weeks with my mom. Then spend the weekend with him Spent Christmas Eve with the new husband John That's nice. Then I do Christmas again Santa's a boss, no matter the cost So child support, that's supersized DC when I'm sleeping and when I'm awake So every visit is supervised Been here for years, but he stayed the same Big fat belly and a famous name Christmas gifts, he can make it rain But I still wish he'd come to my baseball games 
Santa, you are the father. Santa, you are, you are the father. Santa, you are the father. Santa, you are, you are the father. Santa, you are the father. Santa, you are, you are the father. Santa, you are the father. Santa, you are. We 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 ain't go to sleigh bells. I'm Santa's kid, if you can't tell. Misfit toys from a cartoon. Son of a nun, dead saint, man, it's all true. If you didn't know what Christmas goes. Give a gift to both. Kiss below the mistletoe, Mariah singing whistle notes. Grinch's own video cassette, the original. Life is different though when your dad's Mr. Triple Ho. I don't make it rain, I let it snow. If I make it rain here, then you better be my vixen. So, what you have to say? I got the keys to my daddy's sleigh. You ain't half my age. I've been at every Christmas. My family's life is for centuries. Eight years old, dad gave me coal. And they're diamonds already. I got a job with this. And the pay is an excellent price. I am in charge of the naughty list. So that means every check I get twice. My father is Santa. He got some broads in Atlanta. King Kong is my grandpa. All of his broads are in Tampa. His pops is Charmander. His only broads in Uganda. Their daughter is Sandra Bullock. So I guess I'll call him my nana. Woo! Santa, you are the father. Santa, you are, you are the father. Santa, you are the father. Santa, you are, you are the father. Santa, you are the father. Santa, you are, you are the father. Santa, you are, Santa, you are, Santa, you are the father. We all got Christmas moms. None of them misses Claus. None of them misses Claus. Revolution Cry Radio with Felix and Ish, and here we are, our Christmas episode. And I, I think we're off the next two weeks, Christmas and New Year's. We're off. That's a nice holiday right there. All right. Yeah, I thought we were getting kicked out. Like I said, no, 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 it's just a vacation. Oh God, I felt, I felt good. I think we have good ratings out there. I hope so. We'll find out sooner or later. Well, I know people seem to like you better. Me. Yeah, because they don't like that I say Jesus is king. You're just stating <laughs> a, a fact. Uh, Amen, dear brother. Right? No, uh, I'm just joking. I, I think some people <laughs> like Jesus is king. I don't know. Do you guys like me saying Jesus is king? I think most people like it. Maybe we should put a poll and find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so interesting discussion. Um, I love the fact that we're focusing it on God's sovereignty, that Jesus reigns, especially, you know, the, the last couple of episodes we've been speaking about fearlessness, the need of it, because there's a lot of people that are afraid. Mm. And, you know, like the cryptos keeps crashing man I, I think a lot of people are, are are you know facing this inflation but i i tell you it's not just inflation these whales are cashing out at a loss so that they don't pay as many taxes mm. you know i mean look biden's threatening 80 percent tax on cryptocurrency and so perhaps you know what they're just gonna cash out and rebuy everything in january 1st wait and hold <laughs> wait and no i'm i'm holding i'm no whale i'm a shrimp uh, <laughs> all right <laughs> so, hey, look i'm holding but i'm still way up from march mm. There you go. So we have to keep believing. You know, don't trust the FUD. And FUD stands for fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Let's remove fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And stay in the lane of faith, hope, and love. This is not a Christmas song, but it always comes to mind when I'm stressed. It was, uh, I think, made mostly popular by Bob Marley. You know the song Three Little Birds? No, brother. You know the verse. You probably have heard it. Uh, Will you sing don't, it for us? Don't worry about a thing because every little thing going to be all right. Oh, I know that song. Of course you do. See? Can you sing for us? 
I'll bite my tongue on that. No, I'll hold off. Well, for, for the record, you have a pretty good voice. <laughs> you are a worship leader. Thank you. Tuesdays are my running day, and I'm I'm winded. <laughs> You're winded. Yeah, right. Yes. You, you seem to be speaking very well right now. And how is that training for um you know for another 10k maybe or another half marathon maybe or maybe a full marathon? I don't know. What do you want to tell us about your training? Right now, I'm focusing on trying to increase my speed and also increase how long I can keep that speed. I'm doing what's called tempo runs and speed runs and uh, some other things that uh, my running coach is giving me. Unfortunately, I will say at least for now, I have not seen any progress that I want to see, but I also know that too many things are happening all around that are keeping me busy and I'm basically doing the bare minimum of what I need to do. <laughs> well, you know, for, let the record speak for itself. I mean, you were like number one um, for your age group yes. on the 10K, you know, several weeks ago. So, you know, don't don't belittle yourself too much. Like I, I was in last place. And, and I'm, <laughs> I'm happy and proud for that accomplishment. But my goal is running a lot longer distances. Uh, 10K is about six miles I'm aiming to improve, at least for now, my uh, half marathon, 13 miles. So it's a lot longer, and that's what I'm trying to improve. I know it's gradual, but I wish it wasn't. That's all. <laughs> well, I, I love running. I love that it teaches us the value of perseverance, but it's also teaching us in the flesh to keep working on ourselves. I exactly. think when we work on ourselves with whatever activity that we do, we can be the very best at something. I mean, we can't, we all can't be the best at everything, but to be happy with an accomplishment as a result of hard work, it pays off. Yes. Like our friend, you know, our muscle friend. Oh, Saeem. Oh, my God. I, we got to get him back. We should. Yes, we must. We got to get back to him. I keep in contact consistently with him from work, and I know that he is training very hard, trying to... He's trying to go pro. I think he needs to get like, I forget the name of the association here in the U.S. that uh, sanctions uh, bodybuilding, but that's what he's working for. And I'm praying and rooting for him. Hopefully very soon he will get to accomplish that goal. I tell him all the time, I want to be able to say that I have a pro bodybuilder as a friend. I'm trying to get him to, yeah, That's keep on awesome. doing it. And let him know, you know, I say hello, that I'm rooting for him as well, because I love the idea that, you know, we can encourage each other as a father encourages his children. You see, God allows us to go through fire and storm and tribulation because it is through the fire, it is through the destruction, the, the things that, that we go through, the trials, that allows us to rise up and i believe that god uses our brokenness to allow us to see that victory only comes when perfect love reigns our heart
has brought me right back to you Life is running through my veins I'm fighting right through the pain Every blemish and every stain Has already been wiped Child in the way that they should go When they get older, they won't depart from it How the blind gon' lead the blind Lest they both fall in the ditch What does it profit a man to gain the world But lose his soul The devil will try it, don't get it twisted Look what he did to Job I'ma stand on this word though Keep the faith, don't walk by sight So it don't matter how dark the valley really is God with me so you know I got the light bro Greater is he that is in me Than he that is in the world That's how I know I'ma conquer that's how I know I'm a champion Got God running in my veins He's the truth from the proof, do you understand? See, I'm the lender boy, not the bar Say what? See, I'm a leader boy, not the follower Okay. See, I'm the head boy, not the tail uh. See, I'm above boy, not beneath God made me who I am That's, That's right. why I'm gonna be who That's I'm gonna right. be I wanna be a champion Show you what God is Everything I've been through Has brought me right back to you Life is running through my veins I'm fighting right through the pain Every blemish and every stain Has already been wiped away
Revolution Cry Radio. We are back having a wonderful conversation here with my friend Ish. I remembered I shared previously, right, that I've been having some repairs uh, done in the house. I can say that at least the work that I hired other people to do, it's finally done. And I'm very Aww. thankful, very happy. It's been completed. And that's awesome, brother, because I've been missing having parties at your house. <laughs> yes. Right now, the work that is left is the one that Mireli and I will be doing. Now that they did these changes, she also wants to do her own remodeling and put her own oh, personal touch. So you guys are actually going to do some upgrades now. Eh, hopefully not much. At least Your hopefully house is beautiful. Something that the wallet can cover. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? What the, the, there's a lot of fun in that when you and your wife kind of do things together. Um, you know, at our house, you know, when my wife wants to paint, she yes. does it by herself. I just watch. She looks hot watching the paint. <laughs> no, seriously though, like it's fun. Uh, Cause even one time, like we were doing wallpaper in the second floor. Yes. And that was a really fun time. Like just, just, you know, like we putting it up together while the kids are asleep. Like we would be up until 2 AM. It was fun. Well, in retrospect, looking at the work that we have done so far, we do not do it together. She does her own thing in one place and I do my own thing in another place. No, try doing it together. It's fun. I love Mirelli very much, and I don't <laughs> want to put my foot in my mouth, but I think it works better that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. It's funny that you, you and I are like our opposites in some things, but but you know what's what's amazing is we find agreement that both ways work. Exactly. Exactly. God is so good. Amen to that. Now, since we're nearing Christmas, question for you. What is the one thing that stands out the most for you about Christmas? What do you like the most about Christmas? You, you know where we grew up from. So, you know, maybe our listeners don't realize, but I grew up not celebrating Christmas. That's as, right. As part of a church that essentially said Christmas is pagan. Mm. And so it's hard for me to get into the Christmas spirit because most of my life was that. Now, my wife grew up celebrating Christmas. A lot of my close friends grew up celebrating Christmas. And so I see the joy that comes with the season. And with a new perspective that celebrates it now and is open to celebrating it, even though it had that pagan past, what, what I see is like, it's good now. Yes. So in other words, you can look at the history Right. And perhaps it matches a day where there was children being sacrificed. But that's not what's happening now. So if God can use a day perhaps where there was children sacrificed and it's now used to remind us of the sovereignty of Jesus and who he is as a symbol to the world of grace and forgiveness. Why not? Because what are people doing? We're, we're exchanging gifts. We're exchanging love. Look, my um, beloved sister and her husband from China, my brother-in-law, they came and surprised us. You know, it was more for Thanksgiving, but it was a joy to be with family, to be reunited with them, and for them to be reunited with their children they had not seen for a while. Yes. And so I think God can redeem everything. God can change the past, and now we remember something better. So I, I don't care what anyone says, you know, St. Nick is a good guy, right? He's like giving <laughs> presents. Look him up. Very true. You said it at the end, and I very much agree. God can redeem anything. Whatever we do, what matters is the heart that we have for it. You and I, yes, grew up in a church that, yes, considered Christmas pagan. I grew up in a country that was 
90% Catholic, perhaps, or maybe I'm exaggerating. That was a time as a child that you will see all your friends and relatives celebrating all the lights and the music and the singing and everything. You kind of felt left out, right? Now, I am glad I get to celebrate. What's in my heart is to recognize that we set a, a day aside to remember how our King, our Lord, our Savior came to be. Preach, brother. Jesus is King. Call me, light me up that rock. So many candles in my place, they call me John Wick. That's why they step in my apartment and say it smell like Yankee Candle or a Target or Marshalls. Smoke me up, smoke me up. Smoke me up, smoke me up. Smoke me up, smoke me up. Big homie Christmas candle sample day. Smoke me up. Radio, we're back here with Felix and Ish. Uh, interesting conversation. Mm. Um, you know, kind of, I've been looking at my past. You know, I used to not celebrate Christmas, it was a part of my religion, but I certainly love it now. We definitely see that air of hope during this time of the year. You know, um, during the break here, I, I found this a scripture, John 1. Mm-hmm. verse 9 to 10, where it says, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. 
He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. And so I see a lot of that in the way I used to think when my mind was always finger pointing. Mm. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't eat that. You can't do that. Now, God redeems a lot of our positions in thought and in action. Because like what we were saying last week in our last episode, what we express often becomes what we ingest. So in other words, when we believe something is wrong, then our perspective of that idea becomes sin to us. But it may not be sin to another person that has no idea that it's sin in the first place. Does that make sense? In other words, I think God is not limited to one position according to a set of books because I believe God is limitless. I believe he speaks to every human being according to their culture, according to their perspective. Now, that's not sacrilegious. I believe in the word of God. I believe it is authentic. I believe it is his inspiration. But I believe he speaks through all of history because we see perfect love victorious even in situations like, let's say, Civil War or World War II. I think good will always overcome evil in the end. There will be battles we lose, but in the end, God wins. I mean, what do you think? Am, am I saying controversial things here? If there's one thing that most of us, and I include myself very much into that, Jesus gave us that counsel or warning about not judging others. Preach, brother. I think that is something very important to keep in mind that we shouldn't be looking. And again, he said it. Stop looking at the speck in your brother's eye and take out that plank inside Jesus yours. King. And we got to keep reminding ourselves because, yes, I was a finger pointing too. And I keep on praying that slowly but surely I'm doing that less and less. As you mentioned, what might look sinful to me because of my background or because of my past or whatever I know or learned, that might look bad to me. But for that other person, they have a probably a very good reason to be doing what they're doing. And look... When it comes to the great commandment, love God with heart, mind, soul, and love neighbor as self, which is just like it. I think we need to put our shoes in every person. We would want for that person what we would want for ourselves. In other words, in my finger pointing in the past, hey, you're, you're buying gifts for Christmas. Hey, you're, you're celebrating and singing a song from a pagan holiday. Hey, so, so in other words, I was like, you know, putting evil where there was no evil. I feel ashamed now. Well, not really, but but it's it's good to move forward from those silly thoughts. What do you think? Definitely, definitely. I think me, I don't want to speak for the whole denomination that I belong to, but me personally, I know that I was more focused on what other people were doing instead of checking my own heart. Oh, wow. That's deep. You know, here I found the scripture, Romans twelve ten, where it says, be devoted to one another, honor one another above yourselves. I mean, that is love when we esteem others above our own needs. That's why I love Jesus so much. Like his words will never die. Even the way he explains the reward. He reminds us, did you help that prisoner? Did you help that broken person? Did you help the, the least of these? It was not like, hey, were you as perfect as me? It, it's not like that. It's mm. like. Did you see me in the broken? Wow, that's deep. Jesus is so good, bro. Yes, he is. This is a season to remind ourselves. Jesus being God, being all-powerful, still decided, 
out of love to humble himself to reduce if that's the word the best word that i can think of right now reduce himself to human form a weak form a baby and decided to arrive that way just to save all of humankind that is something to ponder and to meditate on that i think i could never ever get to the end of it but it's good to think about and you know brother i that's very poignant because there was a time even in my walk I look at the Savior, like, what if the Savior was my nine-year-old son who died at the cross? And that put me to tears of what our Heavenly Father would do in symbol of giving Himself to us in the form of His Son. But, you know, I'm relieved because I know that things are going to work out. God knows best, and Jesus wins. Come as you are, broken and scarred, Jesus can heal you. As you are weary and tired, Jesus will bring new life. Come as you are, broken and scarred, Jesus can heal your heart, heal your come as you are, weary and tired, Jesus will bring new
Next, we have a super devotion by professional writer and content producer, Kristen Yarbo. Let's take a listen. Hi guys, it's Kristen. Thanks for letting me share some of God's word with you today. I'm sure you can guess what we'll be talking about today. I think it's safe to say that we're smack dab in the middle of the Christmas season. Now, I live in a house full of musicians, so I've been hearing people practicing holiday music since Halloween. But the last couple weeks, we've been running from play to concert to recital, and it's been fun to hear it all come together. One of the songs I've been hearing is an older one by an artist named Andy Williams. That name might not mean anything to you, but I'm sure you've heard one of his most famous songs. It talks all about how Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. And sometimes it is. I have to say, right now I'm feeling very grateful. My family has been incredibly blessed this past year. But we've had difficult years too. And I know many who are going through tough times this year. You know, there's just so much pressure everywhere to make Christmas magical. Commercials, store displays, email campaigns, TV shows, even sometimes our churches. 
But what if things just don't feel magical right now? What if your life doesn't look like those made-for-TV Christmas movies? You know, the ones where everyone comes home for the holidays, where they make beautiful family memories sipping hot chocolate in front of the fire, where they run outside Christmas morning to fluffy white snow showers to find a shiny new car topped with an oversized red bow. Yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe this year, money is short and wish lists are too long. Many are still suffering financial fallout from the pandemic. I know a lot of people have enjoyed working from home or other remote arrangements, but at the same time, entire industries have shut down or completely changed the way they do business, which makes the future uncertain or even bleak. Even those who are getting by are feeling the pinch of inflation as it continues to nibble away at the margins. Money isn't going as far as it did at this time last year, which can leave precious little extra for unexpected gifts and holiday treats. Or maybe money isn't putting a damper on your holiday this year. Maybe you're comfortable, but there's no amount of money that can bring back a loved one from the grave. Loss has become far, far too common this year. In some cases, death is sudden and unexpected. Other times, it's a long goodbye. But it's painful either way. I know right now we're praying for some older friends of ours down the street. The wife is suffering from an aggressive form of cancer. And there are days where I wonder whether she'll make it to Christmas, which also happens to be the husband's birthday. I'm really hoping that the Christmas season doesn't become a painful annual anniversary for him. But even if this couple in my little corner of the world avoids heartbreak this year, I know millions of others haven't. Maybe there'll be an empty seat at the table that belongs to someone who's living but can't come home. Or maybe they won't come home. To say the last couple years have been rocky is an understatement. Our country is deeply divided and those fractures have extended into many families. Some relatives have completely cut ties with each other, and others are walking on eggshells or exchanging nothing more than small talk. It's sad, and it's hard to imagine those relationships improving, with social media growing more and more heated, with those in the public eye shamelessly angling for ratings as midterm elections loom, with a population that's increasingly polarized and turns almost anything into a political football. And those are just a handful of reasons you might be hurting at this time of year. I know there are many, many other situations that put a damper on the joy that everyone tells us we should be feeling right now. Well, today I want to remind you of something. I know it won't fix everything, but I hope it helps you make peace with whatever life has handed you this holiday season. If your complicated, messy life makes Christmas hard to face, remember that Jesus didn't come to earth because we humans had everything under control or because we were doing great on our own. He came precisely because he knew we were fallen. He knew we couldn't do this on our own. He knew we were hurting and messy and broken. He knew all this, and he came anyway. During his life on earth, many Jews criticized Jesus for investing time and energy in the messy lives of broken people. They thought he should hang out with the good people. They even said he must not be the son of God, because if he was, he would know what these people were like and what they had done, and he would never rub elbows with them. Well, rather than responding harshly, Jesus gave a tactful explanation, which we see in Mark 2. Jesus told his critics that he did not come for those who are healthy, but for those who need healing. Of course, he stopped short of pointing out that only he was truly righteous, and that by condemning the broken people around them, they revealed that their own hearts were sick too. Well, I think if we're honest with ourselves, we all know that we need healing. And God, in his perfect wisdom, understands the weakness of our flesh. The book of Hebrews reminds us that we have an intercessor who understands what it's like to be human. He even lived through it for more than three decades. So let's consider how some of the instructions Jesus gave during the Sermon on the Mount address some of our biggest struggles at this time of year, or really any time of year. 
Jesus knew that provision would be hard work for us. This was made clear back at the time of the fall. Jesus didn't tell us not to worry about our food and clothing because meeting physical needs was so easy and wasn't a worry for anybody. Rather, he knew the human tendency is to worry. That's why he reminded us to have faith in God even when the outlook is bleak. Jesus knew humans would have a hard time getting along. That's been obvious since the time of Cain and Abel. Jesus knew that reconciliation wasn't naturally part of our core. That's why he encouraged his followers to be peacemakers. And because his followers are still human, he even went ahead and gave us instructions for resolving conflict and promoting harmony. Jesus knew we would miss the people that we've loved and lost. Since the very beginning, he put a plan in motion that would allow his children to live together forever. But that doesn't mean that temporary separation doesn't hurt. I mean, Jesus knew his plan to resurrect Lazarus. He knew he was about to raise him from the grave just minutes later. Yet the pain and grief he witnessed and experienced moved him to tears just the same. I think that's why he put eternity in our hearts, created a path to get there, and then showed us the way. The verse I'd like to close with today may be a familiar one at this time of year. It's taken from the book of Isaiah. Chapter 9, verse 6 tells us, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You know, the prophet Isaiah was right when he described Jesus as a son given to us. His birth was truly a gift to humanity. No, his birth wasn't like a flashy present that captivates little hearts and hands Christmas morning. But the peace his presence can bring to a home blesses its children long after plastic toys are discarded. The grace he makes possible heals hearts and relationships and allows families to be restored. And the salvation he provides gives us hope beyond the present age. And that is the best gift ever. So if your life doesn't look like a Hallmark movie this holiday, you're not alone. And while it's hard to celebrate in our struggles... Remember, those struggles are more common than you know, and they're the reason that Jesus came. The reality of our brokenness gives us all the more reason to be thankful for the Messiah's coming. So that being said, Merry Christmas.
Wow, that was that was deep, bro. Seriously. Yes. Kristen, that was one of your best. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you. My my heart. So sad. <laughs> you know what no, the thing is it's like I feel really blessed. Mm. But she's right. I need to be in the shoes of those who struggle. The thing is we do like we do charity, but it's not the same when you're experiencing like tragedy or experiencing loss of job. And so I'm just thankful that God has protected me from that. God has protected you from that. I mean, you did have some home issues. So we're thankful that we're protected, but we need to feel what others feel. And and empathy is such an important thing. And that, that comes with the territory of esteeming others better than ourselves. Very true. And she mentioned that Jesus experienced the whole gamut of human emotions just as uh, we do and he understands us better than we can ourselves that is a very encouraging thought when we think about christmas when we think about his birth jesus knows our pain he understands it he understands our joys as well he understands our needs he understands our hunger because he experienced it as well that's why He had to come in the way that he came. That's why he had to live in the way that he lived. That's why he also he had to die in the way that he died. Because we needed to see and understand the hurt that we cause each other. The only one who can fully, completely take it away is Jesus himself. And he embraced our humanity. Every good and perfect gift from above comes down from the Father of Heavenly Lights. And what is encouraging is he does not change. Mm -hmm. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And unconditional love is so wonderful. Thank you for that reminder. Beautiful devotion, Sister Kristen. Thank you. Jesus is King. Flying my way back home again Longing to see the winds change Drifting back to the shore Trying, I'm trying to dream in the darkness Closing my eyes just to reach you Silent again, so it seems And when in the night of my Thank you. 
fading away in the half light Sleeping in peace on the cool grass Waiting for morning and spring And when in the call of the raging sea You walked on the water We're nearing the end of this episode. It's been lots of fun. Lots of things that we got to talk about. Lots of music to listen to as well. And of course, again, Kristen hit, hit it out of the park on this one. And I'm very uh, thankful for her for sharing her thoughts with us on, on this show. Before we end it, I do want to ask one question. And it just came to mind right now. Christmas, we give gifts to our friends, to our loved ones, you know, at work, everywhere. But the one that is having the birthday, the birthday that is being celebrated, what gift do we give to him? Wow. I just thought about it. I'm not going to give you an answer. I'm just going to leave this out there for all of us to think about and to meditate since mm. that's what we do on every other birthday, right? True. We give a gift to the birthday person. 
But that's what makes Jesus great on on his birthday celebration. Yes. You know, he gives to the world. Amen. Very true. I mean, Lots what can you give peace. to Jesus if Jesus is king? Jesus is God. Jesus is Lord. He owns everything. But still, I think he wants us to be happy. And I think we can give him something, but he wants us I, to be joyful. And I think he wants us to love him also. And I think that's a gift he will appreciate. And communication is key. Amen. Amen. So we love you, Jesus. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So as always, I remind you, you can check us out in many podcasting sites from anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And we are on ChristianMix106.com, Fridays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday replay at 7 p.m. Eastern. Thank you, Christian Mix. Have a wonderful, beautiful, blessed Christmas. Enjoy it with the people you love. And uh, we'll be back very soon with more stuff to share with you, more music for you to listen to. Thank you. And hasta luego. Merry Christmas. See you in the promised land. When you